Go. This is the MMA Takes Podcast with your host, Brian Petrie. Big time. First pick em of 2020. Big card, right? Not a great card. Big card, Connor. You know, he 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 puts the he puts the asses in the seats. We're gonna pick the entire thing. First card of the year. How you looking, Devin? Uh, this will be the first full year we've done it because last year I think we you came in maybe like I want to say spring, so we didn't get a full year of pickums. Uh, how you how you confident beat me this year? You, you need to get off to a good start. You, you feeling confident? What? How did we end last year? What was the? Uh, we tied the because I, I, I we tied because um, I said on the last card there was no way you could beat me, so I said if you beat me by two points or more we would just call it a tie. So I think you got like two exactly two more uh, points than I did on that uh, on the last card. Um, so we ended up tied, but we didn't do a full year last year. This year we're gonna do a full year. Obviously, first card of the year. Are you confident? You ready to put some money on it? You ready to pay up some bets? Uh- you know, we've been talking about putting some money on it. Um, yeah, I think I think this might be a might be a good one to start, man. Might be. What's well, no, let's uh, let's do let's do a bet for the entire year, not just one card, because we all can have bad cards, right? Let's do who wins twenty twenty. We'll have to pay a bet up, and I don't know what that bet will be. It'll be something stupid, like you know, you have to do a fucking shoey and put it on, you know, the Instagram or something like that. You know, something discuss. If I did a shoey, like that would be a horrible thing for me. I shouldn't have probably said that because I think that's disgusting. Not just drinking beer out of shoe, but having someone spit in the shoe while you drink out of the beer of the shoe. It just it it's disgusting to me. I'll throw up. So let's not make it that. But we will we'll talk about stakes. Let's get into the fights. We got. 12 fights now. Grant Dawson, Chas Skelly fell off. Grant Dawson uh, is hurt, injured, sick. I, I don't fucking know. But he's off. Him and Chaz is gone. So we're down to 12 fights. Good number, right? Not a stack card. Some interesting fights on this card. And since, um, you know what? I'm going to you know I'm gonna go first. You know, I'm not a gentleman, right? You know, I'm not going to be a gentleman. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick first. First fight of the night. Sabrina Mazza, who's 7-1. and one. She's a minus 120 uh, favorite. She is fighting J.J. Aldrich, who is 8-3, eight and, uh, eight and three, excuse me. Minus 110. Uh, underdog, slight underdog, slight pick em. Um, I You get this line everywhere. Aldrich is is the favorite. She's a pick em. They're both always in the minuses, no matter where I look. Um, I don't love this fight, if I'm being honest with you. I'm not a huge Sabrina Mazzo fan. I think she's very average. Her last win was against Shayna Dawson, and then her other fight, her debut was Marina Morose, where she lost the decision. She's never really blown me away. Uh, JJ Aldrich trains out of Colorado. I think she's very talented. She's fought the better competition. She's coming off a win over Lauren Mueller. She had a good first round of her Macy Barber, and then was just too much, and then she has a win over uh, Paulina Vajana and Danielle Taylor and Chan Manjo. I fucking nailed that name. Um, and I think this is clear. I don't. I wouldn't call this a bowl of spaghetti fight. Because I don't want to disrespect Aldrich because I do think she's very talented. And this is a clear victory for Aldrich for me. I mean, I'm just going with. And I'm really surprised the line is as close as it is. Because uh, I think Aldrich is is head and shoulders more talented. Devin, are we are we going to kick the new year off with you disagreeing? What do you think, bud? You know, um, uh, a lot of people kind of sleep on J.J. Aldridge. I don't believe that this fight should be. Um, because where, where I'm looking at it here, it what I'm looking at here kind of takes an average of all the, uh, of 
bet DSI, bookmakers, sport, but just multiple, multiple different, um, multiple different betting sites. And it kind of gives you an average and mm-hmm. the average that they come up with is uh minus 115 for both girls. So they have it as, right. a, as a, as a dead even pick them. Yeah. Um, I believe that JJ Aldridge should be a little bit favored. She has faced a better competition. Um, also has a, has a great, uh, a, a great indicative career. So she, she, you know, Mazo is kind of, she's pretty big for this division. Um, neither one of them are, you know, are, are great, 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 uh, women fighters. I, you know, um, we kind of say this all all the time about the women fighters. JJ Aldridge did have a great, great first and a half round against Macy Barber. She was really putting her striking together. Um, if she comes with that same type of approach and that same uh, technical striking that she had against Macy in that first round and a half, um, she could do well against Sabina Mazo. But, you know, on the other hand, uh, Sabina Mazo is really good. She's pretty technical. Um, you're probably biased with her because you didn't pick her against against Dobson and, and she fucking smoked her. Hmm. Um, I, I think I'm going to go Sabina Mazo just Hey-o. to mix things up. Um, I'm, she hasn't burnt me yet. Um, I, I I picked against her when she lost, and I, I picked for her against uh, Shanna Dobson. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go with uh, Sabina Mazo here. It's a it's a dead even pick em, Um, both at minus one fifteen for what I'm looking at here. So it's kind of you know, neither one of us would get an underdog point. So I think I think you know I'm gonna go Sabina Mazo here. See see what she's got. All right, you know you 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 snake out some of these underdogs. You know, some of these women, it's dead even. I got my line from where I'm placing the bet at. Um, my local sports book has that line, uh, had Aldridge a slight, slight underdog, which I was very su- surprised about. It probably should have laid money right away, but yeah, it's, it's everywhere. It's, it, it's an even fight. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it, again, it's a toss up. It's 50, 50. I'm not good. I'm not going to bet this fight. I mean, make that perfectly clear. I'm not going to bet it. I do just think, uh, JJ is a little bit more talented. All right. Next up, Odie Osborne, who's eight and two. He is a minus minus one forty five favorite. He is fighting Brian Kellenher. Probably the best rapper in MMA. I mean, I like someone to come at me on that one. He's 19 and 10. He is a, uh, excuse me, plus 115 underdog. Devin, you lead on this. Who do you like? Odea Osborne, the Jamaican. I, I actually, um, he, he's impressive, man. Um, and he's not the youngest guy either, but he's got really good submissions. He's got good technical striking. Um, Brian Kelleher, you can see he's kind of trying to insert himself into the media, into the MMA media. You can tell he's kind of making up, his, coming up with his uh, after plan for after fighting. Um, and, you know, Brian, Brian Kelleher, he's, you know, he's just kind of popular for being in the media and stuff like that. He's got some good performances. He's got some good fights. I just don't know if, I don't know if he's streaking enough to really, you know, do what it, do what it takes. He's got, you know, he's... He lost against Montel Jackson round one. You know, so he got subbed out there. He got finished by freaking John Lineker. He's he's definitely faced a tougher opponent, but I really think that O'Day is just going to put it together, and I, I really think this is his fight to win and Kelleher's fight to lose. Um, I'm I'm gonna go with, I'm gonna go with O'Day Osborne. I think he's a good pick on this one. Yeah, I mean, Odie Oday, uh, excuse me if I'm mispronouncing your name. He he looked fantastic on the contender series. There wasn't a ton of guys that impressed me this past summer. He was one of those guys that kind of stood out. I didn't remember his name because, I mean, he wasn't, like, electric, but he looked really good. I think I even tweeted out, like, this kid's, like, really talented. He's very competent in the stand-up. His, his ground game, his submissions, where his bread and butter is, but he looked good on the feet. Kellenher has fought the who's who. I mean, the guy's, tre- I mean, his record's great. Montel Jackson is going to be a stud. I mean, the kid is l- legit, legit talented. I mean, he's fought. Henan Brown, he's got a win over John Lineker. 
I mean, he's fought the who's who, Holy Arce, before he even got into the UFC. Um, but you know, it you know, Kellen Hurd just hasn't really shown up. He's been very inconsistent with fighting. His last, I mean, he, he has had canceled bouts left and right. He gets injured quite a bit. He's fallen off of fights like day of or the night before before being sick or whatever. I really think there's like some kind of mental thing going on with him. He's 19 and 10. He's been around for a while. This is his 30th fight. I'm surprised. I mean, I'm not surprised he's he's the underdog. I'm surprised that Odie is now a little higher or O'Day because he did look impressive. He's the younger fighter. Eight and two, he doesn't have the experience. But I mean, if you look at his skill, his skill for skill, he's, he's a tremendous better fighter. I see a lot of people maybe taking a run on Kellen Hurt just because of who he's fought. Um, he has a better track record and whatever like that. I just don't see how he can win this fight. Um, his standups very average. His his pressure is really good. His takedowns aren't great. His submission game's not great. He just kind of overwhelms you. He's kind of a grinder. He kind of makes it ugly. I think Odie Osborne is too skilled for that. So we're on the same page here. I'm I'm taking uh, I'm taking Osborne as well. Probably by finish as well. I might I might I'm pro- might not touch the fight, but I might go prop um prop finish there. I, I I'm not sure how uh, high the prop is, but something to look into. All right, next up, Alexic Kamur, Ohio boy, 5 and 0. He is a minus 130 favorite. He's fighting Justin Ledet, 9 and 2. He's a plus 160 underdog. I'm going to lead the dance here. Kamur again, a, a contender series guy, Stipe guy, um kind of small for light heavyweight. He's kind of thick, but not the biggest guy. I can pray, maybe see him ending his career at 185. Look good in the contender series, powerful, um, maybe not the most well-rounded guy. There's not a ton of people who've come out of strong style besides Stipe that have really made it. Um, there's a guy named Brian Rogers who was in Bellator. He kind of fizzled out a little bit. Uh, Jeff Hughes is a heavyweight in the UFC. I don't know if he's won a fight in the UFC yet. But um, they don't really produce great talent out there. But Kamur, I think, is the the, the next coming. He did look good. Ledette, I mean, everyone remembers him getting just fucking annihilated by Johnny Walker. He's a solid guy. That's the only time he's ever been finished was by Johnny Walker. I see this fight being uh, being kind of a decision fight. I don't think Kamur's going to get a finish. Um, hopefully, he has a gas tank because I don't think Ledet's going anywhere. He's tall, lanky, long. He can box. Uh, not the best guy in the world, in my opinion. I think there's a per- fight, perfect fight Kamur. If they want to promote him, if they want to kind of push him in, in a weak division like light heavyweight, this is a good fight to do it. I'm all over Kamur here. I'm not going to go against an Ohio guy. I'm not fucking crazy. Minus 130, I think, is an interesting number, too. I think that's a solid number. I mean, Ledette, again, only been finished by once by Johnny Walker. Pretty durable, uh, longer dude, but, I, you know, I, you know, he might be trash. I don't know. Devin, who you got? So uh, what's the betting line you have on this fight here? I had um, Kamur at 130 and Ledette at plus, one, uh, plus 100. Minus one. Th- did I say plus? Yeah. One, minus 130 for Kamur. Plus 100 for Ledette is what I have. Yeah, I'm looking at I'm looking at a bookkeeper, Bet DSI, Bovada Sportsbook, Pinnacle, Bet Online, and there's a lot of um, there's a lot of these uh, sites have them at uh, like a almost a pick them uh, yeah. minus. It's it's pretty close odds here. I, I've got minus 110 <clears throat> for uh, Ledette and a minus 120 for uh, Alexa Kamor, and that's kind of just the average. That's that's you know. Right together from all those guys there, um, so this is a pretty close fight. Um, I think you're, I think you're spot on though. Justin Ledet has never really impressed me. You know, he hasn't, he hasn't done much for me. He hasn't really showed me anything that's that's made me say I got to keep my eye on this guy. He's he's never really been so impressive. 
Um, he did get finished by Walker. That was his last fight, so he took some time off to recover. Hopefully, you know, let his brain heal up. Hopefully, he's fixing whatever holes need to be fixed. Um, but I, I just think Camora is going to take this. Um, you know, he he trains with the baddest man on the planet. Stipe actually called Dana White right. after his fight on the yeah. series and was like, fucking sign this guy. This Better is my boy. You know, guy. he's legit. You know, sign him. Um, but that being said, he didn't impress me that much on his contender series debut either. Um, I, I, I remember watching him. Um, I'm excited to see what he's going to bring to the table, though. Um, I'm, I'm going to pick. I'm going to pick Kamora. I'm not going to pick Ledette. Ledette. I don't know if I could. I don't know if there's a light heavyweight that I would pick him over at this moment. Unfortunately, mm, no one jumps at the top of my mind. I mean. Light heavyweight, so weak. I, I no one jumps to the top of my mind. Uh, who could beat Ledette? Well, I'm assuming who who Ledette could beat. His win in the UFC. He's got three fucking wins. Chase Sermon at heavyweight. Mark Gobier at heavyweight. Ozuna Anyana at heavyweight. Uh, all three of those guys are not fighting in the UFC anymore. And then he's he's zero and two at light heavyweight. Albeit though his zero and two is Johnny Walker Alexander Rakic. I mean he's he's fought some. He, he yeah. took it. He took Rakic to a decision. So I know he didn't win the fight. You can put a feather in the cap there. But yeah, you're right. I don't know who he would beat either. I mean shit. I, I mean, don't know who. He, I was I, in, you know who I think he'd beat? Who is is the guy that just won the heavyweight? John Vellante. He might beat him, but maybe not. <laughs> yeah, he might beat John Vellante. John Vellante's. I mean, if he wasn't, if he wasn't. Buddies with Dana White. I don't know how he be how he's in the UFC. I know he's he just signed to fight Ben Rothwell, but you know what I mean. At heavyweight, heavyweight, he's gonna get fucking starched. Yeah, I I don't know how that guy's in the UFC. No, I mean John Levante seems like a funny guy, but I mean, come on. Uh, I mean, what's up? Okay, next up fight. I'm looking forward to big time here. Uh, Nasrat Haparas fucking nailed it. Eleven and two. He's a minus three thirty five favorite, big favorite versus Drew Dober, twenty one and nine. He's a plus two fifty five underdog. Devin, you lead the dance here. Tell me who you like. What, what are we doing here, bud? We should add a new rule to our pickums, yeah. to where we get one choice to turn the table and get to pick when the other person gets to pick first. If that makes sense, you want me to pick first? No, I I don't for this one, but I think it'd be a good. I think it'd be something. So we get one. Okay, yeah, we get one switcheroo, uh, pick them. Like if if I'm stumped or if I'm tripped up, we can. We you go. You go first. I'm I'm, I'm okay with that. Just like a like a Uno wild card, you know? Yeah, right. Like hey, you fucking go first. Okay, yeah. But do you want to do that now, or you got this fight under control? Um, you know what. I'll use it now. Okay. okay. <laughs> Easy peasy for me. Nas- Nasrat uh, is a guy who I who I slept on for a while. I wasn't crazy about him because he didn't have a ton of finishes. He was fighting good people, and a lot of people talked about him. Um, he was he was getting all this buzz. I know he looks like Kelvin Gastelum, and, and he was getting that buzz. And I'm just like, I don't, you know, I don't really fucking who cares about this guy, right? Then I saw his last fight, and I was I was really blown away. I've seen some training footage of him as well. He's a dog. I mean, Joaquin Silva. I took Joaquin Silva because he was a huge underdog in that fight, and and I regretted it. He finished Joaquin, which is a big feather in his cap. Guy's got a chin. Guy's got cardio. Guy's got striking. Guy's got you know ground game. He's only getting better now that he's moved to America. Drew Dober, a guy who when he first started his MMA career is, is a young amateur. I mm, excuse me, a young pro coming from amateurs. He was the rage. Everyone thought this dude was going to be the next thing. He had the look. He was buff. He had good striking, he had good wrestling. And over the years, he hasn't really impressed. 
He's in Colorado now, Team Evolution, I believe. So he's with a really good fight team now. He has looked good in his last few times out. He's very inconsistent. You know, when he when he fights really top competition, he doesn't really kind of live up to that, right? You know, he knocked out Polo Reyes his last time out. Before that, he lost to Benil Darius by armbar, which was kind of a weird loss, right? Benil Darius, to me, in my opinion, at 155, isn't cream of the crap, right? And Drew Dober's kind of yo-yoed in his weight. Um, I, a lot of people, not, I'm not going to say a lot of people. I have seen some sharps, some, some handicappers flirt with the idea of taking Dober. They think Nasrat is a little, maybe overhyped. Maybe this might be too much too soon. I think Joaquin, Joaquin Silva, who we fought last is a better fighter than Drew Dober. And he finished him. Not saying he's going to finish Dober, which is not out of the realm of possibility. He has nine losses. I think over half of them are by finish. Um, I'm going to take Nasrat big here. I'm going to bet Nasrat. I'm going to take him. I know he's high. Minus 330 is really high for me, but I'm going to bet him. And I'm going to take probably the finish prop. I think he'll get it done over Dober. Nasrat isn't a killer when it comes to finishing, but I think he's now turning a corner and he's going to get it done. So I'm all over uh, the German. What's his nickname? Because I, I think I'm mispronouncing his name. He doesn't have a nickname yet. We got to nickname him. The Rat. Nasrat the Rat mm-hmm. Haparas. I mean, what the fuck? I just nailed it. Devin. Here you go, bud. So, um, I'm pretty sure uh, Nasrat trains out of TriStar, if I'm not right. I'm pretty sure he's training out of TriStar for us over there. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I don't know if that's true, but I'm I'm 99% sure that's that's the truth. And if that's just, if that's the truth, his main training partner, who else is a 155 pounder that's out of TriStar right now? Um, the, the guy that I kind of love to hate is it's Kevin Lee, mm-hmm. and uh, look what. Look what Frost is doing with Kevin Lee. Look at right. his fight against Gillespie. Like, you know, Frost is, he's kind of like the old school Eugene Behrman in, in my eyes. Um, and he's, he does a lot with his fighters. I don't believe Nasrat should be at, a, you know, I don't, I don't believe the odds. I don't think that he should be that high just because he's still young. He was born in 95. He's a young kid. Um, but he's, you know, he's, he's been putting it all together. He's got a good chin. He's, he's got good power. He's, he's really technical. Um, I, everything you said, I agree with. I just wanted to, for some reason, I had a weird feeling that you're going to go, that you're going to go Drew Dover for, I just, I, I wanted to hear what you had to say. How um, dare you? Yeah. <clears throat> I just, you know, it, for the reasons why I, I, you know, knowing you, I thought you were going to say, you know, he's, he's still young. He's got a lot of hype, you know, blah, 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 blah. I know you don't normally fall for the hype train so yeah. easy. Um, yeah. And but but this one this one that, that, that I think that's a solid pick. Um, I don't that he shouldn't be minus you know three thirty. That's high. Be like a minus two hundred. Right. You know. Yeah, it's high. But um, bet this fight. Um, definitely bet this fight. Um, it, it's it's a good fight to bet on this card. Um, it's a it's one that you could you know feel pretty confident with. So if you are gonna bet, definitely try to bet this Nasrat fight. Um, and I'm curious to see what happens, man. He's my pick for sure. I'm I'm just super curious. I'm I'm pretty hyped on him myself. Yeah. Yeah, to confirm your your thing, yes, he does train at TriStar. I, I thought he was in California for some reason. I thought he went to Kings, but uh that's Kelvin Gaslam. So I literally mixed them up. Yeah. That's embarrassing. But no, uh yeah, he trains at TriStar. I just looked at his Instagram and he's <clears throat> uh yeah, I mean, he, he's a stud. There's there's a ton of dudes at, at TriStar that are 55, four, even 45, that are crazy killers that aren't even in UFC, aren't even in Bellator yet. Like, they got this whole crew. And then, obviously, you're right, Kevin Lee and 
uh, listening to Faraz on Joe Rogan, I've, I've had more of an appreciation for him as a coach. He's, uh, I love the way his brain works. But yeah, yeah. So that's a, this is a really good fight. This is a really good fight for Nasrat. I like this fight. Okay, next up, we're agreeing on every single one here, Devin. We got a split here. Next up, Tim Elliott, who is 15-9-1. He's a plus 110 underdog. He's fighting Askar Askarov, who's 10-0-1. He is a minus 140. Um, I think I go first, right? Because we just did a switcheroo. You pulled your switcheroo? Yep. So what I'm going to yep. do is I'm going to go ahead and pull a switcheroo on you again. So you're going to go ahead and lead. Awesome. I want you to um, lead this fight. So people are super, super high on Askar Askarov. People are really, really high on him. Um, he's not the youngest guy. He's not the oldest guy. He's, he's born in 92, so he's 27. Um, Tim Elliott just kind of got smoked by my favorite flyweight. Um, got pieced up pretty bad. But Tim Elliott's really an orthodox guy. Um, he he has the skills to potentially make things difficult for Askar, but I just think Askar is just too good in, in every dimension. He's got good power. He's just he's he's good everywhere. Um, he's strong. He's got a gas tank. These guys all have gas tanks at flyweight. You don't see you know rarely see flyways get gas. Tim Elliott could pose a lot of of threats for him and make things difficult. But I just think Askar is streaking, man. He's undefeated. He's got one ten wins, ten in a row. You know he's. He's going up, and uh, you know Tim Elliott's coming off a pretty rough loss. Tim Elliott's fought good guys, but I mean, I don't know. I think just Askar's going to take it, man. I really think he's going to take it. I'm glad you led first because I'm all over Tim Elliott in this fight. I'm all over Timmy Elliott, and I'll tell you why. Askar's UFC debut fought Brandon Moreno, and Brandon Moreno is a legit 125er. The guy's good, right? Askar controlled most of the first round, started the gas, and then it ended up in a draw, right? I have Moreno winning. I'm not, I'm not going to cry about the draw. But he looked a little sloppy. That was his UFC debut. He could have had injuries, whatever. Tim Elliott, his last time up, got embarrassed. This is a guy who, when he left the cage, I, I was on social media that night or whatever it was, and he was begging for a fight. He needed another fight. He's like, I need to get another fight. I'm so embarrassed by what happened. Doesn't have the most impressive record. A lot of people keep going back. Well, look at Tim Elliott against Demetrius Johnson. Like, Look how good he did against that. Uh, you can't hold your, that. That you can't keep saying that to Tim Elliott the, about Tim Elliott, right? Yes, he looked good against Demetri Johnson, but he's also looked shit against Joseph Benavidez and Devinson Figueroa and countless others, right? He's very unorthodoxed. Um, he's he's got good cardio, like you said. They all do. Askar is is kind of a wild puncher. He swings wild and he wants to get the fight to the ground. I think he's going to maybe control the first round of Tim Elliott. I think Tim Elliott's going to figure him out and he's going to win two and three. I think it's come down to a decision. I think it's going to be a very, very close fight. Again, I think both these guys' styles is going to make a close fight. It always will. But with Tim being an underdog, if Askar was an underdog, i switch it. It's a very close fight, very even fight. But with that plus next to his name, I'm going to go Tim Elliott, you know, veteran, uh, fought better competition, whatever. Askar, a lot of people are high on him. Wasn't impressed with the Moreno performance. Um, and I'm not overly impressed with Tim Elliott, um, but uh, yeah, I think it's going to be a very, very close fight. Probably going to avoid this fight if you were to bet on it. Um, I don't. I love Tim at a plus. I'm going to pick him for the points, but I don't know if I'm. I want to start 2020 off right and, and put some cash in my pocket. So I don't know if I, I'd risk it on that because I do think it's going to be very close. All right, next up, probably next to the main event, the fight I'm looking forward to the most. So we got Andre Feely. He was 20 and five. He's a plus 110 underdog. He's fighting my guy. MMA takes royalty. Sadiq Yusuf, who's 10 and one. He is a minus 140 favorite. Devin, you lead first because I pulled the switcher switcher on you last time. Your lead. Who you got, bud? So 
Um, just regarding that last fight, really quick, I don't know why I said no yeah. contest. It was a draw against Moreno, and you're you're totally right. Moreno is fucking streaking. That guy is could be the future of 125. He looked really um, good. As but anyway, for for sure, he looked super super good. Um, but let's go. Let's talk about this fight that really matters, man. This is a this is like this this is fight of the night. Um, this is gonna be fight of the night. If you knew nothing about MMA and I wanted to show you an MMA fight for your first time, and you were going to watch UFC 246 with me. This would be the the fight that I would show you. If I had to pick one fight of this whole card to show somebody that never watched MMA, I, this is the fight I'd pick. Yusuf is super good. I know he's your guy. He's he's almost my guy. Um, and Feely's almost my guy too. Um, Feely's looked really, really, really good in his last performances. Um, so is Sadiq. Sadiq is really, really good. He's technical. Um. He's got power for 145. He's got power. Um, he, you know, he's been Sadiq has been rocked before and he's been dropped. Um, but you know, after he gets rocked and dropped, he, you know, he, he does, he does, he gives it back in return. Um, he, he had a pretty close fight with Shaman Marias. That was probably his, his toughest fight. Um, he knocked out Benitez after Benitez hurt him. Um, and that that was a really great fight. If you if you watch that one, if not, go back and fight pass and watch Yusuf fight Benitez. That was a great fucking fight. But um, Feely is super impressive too, man. He looks he's looked really really great. The kid's been fighting in the UFC for you know like almost eight years now, seven years I believe. Sorry, he's a <clears throat> he just knocked out Shane Morais, who Sadiq had a lot of I wouldn't say trouble with, but his hardest fight was against. Shaman, I would say personally, and he and and Feely just and fucking ran through him. You know, um, he he's beat Miles Jury. He's beat good dudes. Um, Feely is streaking right now as well. Um, and right when this fight got announced, I had this weird feeling about Feely, um, just because I don't. You know, they both can finish each other. Um, Feely Sadiq uses a lot more hands. Uh, Feely will set you up with kicks, and he's really sneaky with that. And he's been pulling that stuff lately. He's super super sneaky. With hiding his with hiding his kicks behind his punches, um, I would say Feely is probably uh, the more all around technical fighter, um, and I and Feely's definitely been training um, for professional mixed martial arts fights longer than Sadiq has for sure. Um, Sadiq is the future of this division, though. Um, this is a really hard fight for me to pick if you just based on based on skill. Sadiq should be the favorite, um, and I really really like Sadiq. If 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 I'd pick him against a lot of guys at, at 145, and if he wins this fight, um, he should fight like Josh Emmett or something like that. Um, and now I'm rambling about the two. I'm actually going to pick Feely for this one. Hey, um, I just have a weird feeling about him. Um, but don't, don't, you know, don't, don't get it twisted. I really like Sadiq Yusuf. He's one of my, he's almost one of my guys. He's a fringe one of my guys. Um, and I just, you know, I have a weird feeling, and I think that um, Sadiq can be hit, and he has a lot of power. But I just think he can be touched, and I think Feely can can take some potentially maybe take a little more damage. I think Feely might be a little more durable um, as far as you know damage absorption. I know Feely's taken a lot more damage in his career than Yusuf has, um, but I just think you know I'd like to see if this fight gets in you know to the third round what will happen. Um, yeah. If it if it's early, City knocks him out early. If it goes late, um, which it could potentially do, I feel like Feely might take it. So I, I'm going Feely. Yeah. This is a tough fight because Sadiq is my guy, right? And and Feely has a really nice yeah. number next to his name. He's he's fought everybody. I mean, the guy's fought everybody at 145. 
the thing about me, I I like to I like to you know look at talent and and pick guys when they're coming up and be like this dude's gonna be the next whatever, right? And I'm either a hundred percent right or a hundred. I, I, there's no in between with me. I'm either dead wrong or I'm right. I've been the exact opposite on Feely. I thought Feely was overrated. I thought Feely had just the alpha male name next to him. Seems like every time I fought, he lost. I'm looking at his record now. He's got some big, big wins. And for some reason, I keep associating Philly with a weak chin. He's only been knocked out one time. And that was a crazy head kick by Yair Rodriguez. I don't know why that keeps really playing in my head that he has a weak chin. I mean, I picked Artem Lobov to beat him, which is crazy. Um, you know, so he's fought the who's who. And he's looked really good his last two fights. Miles Jury was a clinic. Miles Jury didn't know what to do. And then he he pieced up Shaman Rice, knocked him out in Sacramento. Big, big time. Sadiq Yusuf, his last time out, he got rocked. He got dropped by Benitez, which was he got in a firefight, which I don't think he should do. He did, did kind of the same thing on the contender series with Mike Davis, but that ended up playing out and working in his favor. He's got great cardio, right? He's got good kicks. He has good game plan. He's shorter than Feely, but he's powerful and he's and he's very, very powerful with his hands. Feely. On the other hand, is long. He doesn't have the biggest power, but he obviously can knock you out. He's got good knees. He's got good kicks. But his wrestling, I think, really separates him. His wrestling's really, really good. People don't talk about how good his wrestling was. I mean, he took down Jerry quite a bit. He took down Bermudez. He took down Lobov over and over again. Um, they have a lot of the similar uh, fighters on the record with with you know with Marais and Benitez. This is a tough fight. I'm gonna pick Sudi because he's my guy. I haven't lost when I bet a, for my guy. Ever, right? Yet. I mean, since they became a guy, you know, whatever. I think this is gonna be a really tough fight for Sadiq. This is gonna this is gonna see where he's at because Philly is a legit dude. So Sadiq is gonna have to prove because it's gonna go to deep waters. It's gonna go to three rounds. It's gonna go the decision. I don't if Sadiq can't knock him out in the first round, it's gonna go three rounds. He's gonna have to dig deep for that. He's gonna have to mix up his game. We're gonna have to see how he is off his back. We're gonna have to see how he reacts to a guy who's much taller than him. We're gonna have to see how his game can evolve with just punches. Like, cause he does have good kicks, but he's primarily a boxer. Very, very interested in this fight. I think this could be a very technical fight. I think this could be awesome. I'm praying, not praying. I'm hoping Sadiq wins, but uh, I'm looking for a good fight. All right. Next up squash match. If you ask me, Macy Barber minus 1000. She is, excuse me. Let me pull my thing up. I mean, she's undefeated. I, I just, I just gotta go back. Uh, okay, Macy Barber. She's five or eight. No, she's a thousand minus thousand favorite against Roxanne, who is twenty three and six, and she's a plus six fifty. That number is floating anywhere from plus six hundred, plus seven hundred, plus eight hundred. I saw her at one point, but I I, I wrote her down at plus six fifty. Huge underdog. Um, I'm gonna lead the the thing here. In our point system, it would make all the sense in the world for me to take Roxanne. Roxanne could go out there, land a punch, and get a choke. She's been around forever. That could very well happen. Macy Barber could be taking this fight kind of like, oh, it's right. I'm gonna I'm gonna fucking steamroll her. I'm the next big thing, right? This is gonna be a good fight, a good test for Roxanne to see where she's at. She should go in there and steamroll Roxanne. She should. But if she gets cocky or get air, gets arrogant and didn't train properly, she can get her fucking ass choked out, whatever. Um, with Like I said, with our scoring system, it would make all the sense in the world for me to pick Roxanne because who cares? If I, I might lose a point, but I could get six. However, I like Macy Barber so much, I can't pick against her. I'm going to go Macy Barber, even though it's crazy with her at a minus 1,000. I'm not going to bet the fight. I'm not going to put $1,000 down to win 100 bucks. Not going to do it. But... I'm very excited for this fight. I think Macy should squash her. 
you know, um, I, I think that uh, Macy's confidence could potentially get her in trouble. And I think if she was in a different division, I think if she was down at 115 when she first, when she first started at, she was down at 115. Um, her performances would have made her fight a tougher opponent, higher rank. Um, and that, that could have got her into some trouble. I think 125 is a really good division for her to be in um, as far as competition-wise because there's a lot of favorable fights for her, even at the top of the division. Like, I, I might even pick her against Chukagian because Chukagian's going to strike with her. Um, Macy Barber doesn't have the most technical striking. Um, she just takes one to give one, and she has power, and that's one of the main things that really, you know, makes a difference in, in the women's divisions when you see... Some women, when you see them get hit with power, they realize, okay, this woman is different. I'm done. You get what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, they, I don't want to say they fold, um, but you can see when some women fighters get hit with power when they don't expect the big power. And, and this, and you know, with, with, with male fighters, I feel like some guys definitely hit harder than other guys, but all of the guys, you know, almost possess that knockout power, if that makes sense. But with women fighters, I feel like there's two different, you know, there's just two different strength classes. I feel like there's the average strength and then the women that have power. And there's, you know, there's not many fighters that fall in, be in between that. Um, and I just think Macy's one of those fighters that is physical and has power. And that will really, really take her far, far, far in, in women's MMA, um, especially at the level that it's at right now. Um, Roxanne could pose a lot of uh, threats to her. You know, did you watch her Shevchenko fight? She just put her against a cage, grinded her out, grinded her out. And that's what gave Macy some problems against Aldridge. Um, I don't, you know, I don't... I Montefiore would be a great pick based on our point system, but Macy should just run away with this fight. Um, it's, yeah, it's her fight to lose. Like if she, you know, she could, and she could potentially lose this. I'm going to pick Barber. Um, but damn it, I would love to actually see her lose because it would just, you know, Jeez. it would, it would throw, it would throw a wrench <laughs> in the game. And I love to see that. I love to see when, you know, the UFC is promoting her. They love her. They love her. Montefiore is on the older end of things. You know, she's not very promotable. And if she just shuts down their hype train, it would just make things so fucking interesting. The media would go crazy. Um, it would, it would be, it'd be interesting. But I am gonna pick Missy. I wish it would be interesting to watch. I wish I had that clip from Michael or from Batman when Michael Caine said some people just want to watch the world burn. Like that's what I want to say to you because you're just <laughs> rooting for this little cutie who trains with dudes who hits hard. You want you're rooting for a fail. I mean, Devin, you're you wanting to see the world burn. It would be interesting if Roxanne won. Listen, Roxanne's been around forever. She speaks fluent Japanese, fluent whatever. Very smart girls, always in the gym training. My buddy Chris Curtis trains with her out in Vegas. He said she's the nicest person in the entire world. So it wouldn't be the bad thing if Roxanne won because a good person won. But I just see Macy, you know, Roxanne, her last two fights, she's been kind of staggered a little bit. She's been touched. She's been hurt. She's a veteran, so she's fought her way back and, and, and what have you. I think if Macy touches her, uh, I think it's going to be over. I think she'll finish her. So, yeah. So next up, another really good fight. First fight in the main card. Main card kind of weak. You know, this this fight in the main event are the only ones I'm really like jonesing for. Uh, we have Anthony Pettis, who is 22 and 9. He's a plus 180 underdog, which is shocking. He's fighting Diego Ferrara. Carlos Diego Ferrara, who is 15 and 2. He's a minus 230 favorite. 
Devin, yeah, Devin, you lead the dance. Or no, I do. Who does? I do. I do. Right? Yeah, I do. So yeah. I pick. Right? I do. You do. I do. You do. I do. I, I now I'm confused. The switcheroo. Switcheroo got us. <laughs> so you led last. I lead this. You lead. I lead. You lead, I lead, uh, blah, blah. I, who cares? Okay, uh, so I'll go first. It doesn't matter. Anyway, Anthony Pettit. No, you, actually, you go first. You go first. I'm sorry, because I did go first on the That's barber. Fine. Yeah, go ahead. You do it, Devin. Okay. Jeez. Um, so I don't I don't know if I agree with the odds on this fight. Hate them. People are, they, you know what? Um, Pettis, if he doesn't win this fight, he might be following his brother. Um over to Scott Coker because he could probably, you know, if he loses this fight, his paychecks aren't going to be worth it for him to continue to fight in the UFC maybe because, you know, then he'll just be the, you know, he'll be the gatekeeper for 155 if he loses this fight. Um, he needs to win this fight at, at this point. Um, he's been plagued with a lot of, plagued with a lot of injuries. Um, and it's, it's kind of, it's kind of difficult to see what's happening with his career because I was, you know, I, I grew up watching WEC. I loved watching Anthony Pettis growing up. He was one of my favorite fighters. Um, and I think he kind of just got away from what got him to the dance. Um, and he he absorbs a lot of punishment. Um, he absorbs, I think it's like three to one, um, you know, significant strikes per minute. You know, he's, he's taken three to give one. That's his, his recent uh, stats. I think it's, it's somewhere around there. It's, it's, it's not a good number for him. Um, he can be pressured and he can be in trouble if he's under pressure. Um, Diego Ferreira was wrong about him his last fight. I picked against him. You're 100% right. He, he was super impressive. Um, he's, he's on a five-fight win streak, I believe. Um, he's got really good cardio. He's got good boxing. Um, Anthony struggles if you pressure him and you put him on, on his back foot. Um, and who's to say that he doesn't, you know, break his foot or his hand or something, you know, in the first round of the fight and then you know, just gets a crazy pace put on him. And, you know, I don't, I don't know. Um, I, I'm going to pick Diego. I, I'm confident with Diego on this fight, but Anthony Pettis could pull something out. Like he knocked out Wonder Boy. He, he got his ass whipped for, you know, two and a half rounds, whatever it was. And, and then fucking, you know, did some weird jumping Superman punch and knocked out Wonder Boy. So Pettis always has something that he can pull out of his back pocket. He's got great submissions off his back. Um, he's got good power. He, he can be technical, but I think that if Diego cuts the cage off and just keeps putting pressure on him, whether he, whether it be with grappling, clinching, or even just puts striking pressure on him and cuts him off and doesn't let him and doesn't let him move forward, I think Diego can, you know, if he can dodge Anthony Pettis's counterpunching, um, I think he can. I think he can, you know, really put it to him. Yeah, uh, I was blown away when I found this line. When this fight, I didn't look up the lines until I think Tuesday of this week, yesterday, maybe Monday. Um, and I, when I, I knew these, this fight was happening, obviously I knew the card and I was shocked. I thought I was, I was, I thought Diego was going to be a slight underdog, maybe a pick em. when I, cause I was like, oh, I'm going to steal money. Cause I think Diego's going to win. You know what I mean? I've been all over Ferrara since, you know, a few fights ago. He's really improved his game since he's moved to Texas. Um, but he was a two, you know, two thirty minus two thirty favorite. I went, what the fuck? Pettis is, you can get Pettis as high as minus 200 some places. That's crazy to me, right? So the old adage is you play the number, you don't play the fighter. So I'm going to pick Pettis. I will tell you my first gut instinct is I think Ferrari is going to win the fight. 
I don't like Pettis taking this fight. I think his management's doing a bad job for him. He's coming off a Nate Diaz fight, which is one of his biggest fights he's ever had, right? He probably made a lot of money on that fight. He lost two fight, two back to fight, back to back fights at 170. Looked decent, right? Went one and one. Nate Diaz fight, he lost all three rounds, but competitive, right? I mean, it wasn't like, I mean, Nate won all the rounds, but it was competitive. Then you want to cut back down to 155. I saw him this. I saw him, you know, videoing himself this week on Instagram. He doesn't look great to me, if if, you're, if I'm giving my honest opinion. Um, I like him at 155, but this is also a guy who's cut to 45. I didn't like him at 170, but the bodying with the yo-yoing of the weight kind of concerns me. Not to mention Diego Ferrar is kind of a guy that not a lot of people know about, and everyone knows Anthony Pettis as the Showtime guy. He just fought Nate Diaz again, who everyone knows, and now he's coming back and doing this fight at a lower weight against a guy that no one knows that's streaking. I think it's just bad management for Anthony Pettis. I'm not really sure why he's taking this fight. Maybe it's money. Maybe he wants to fight his contract out and go to Bellator, like you said. Not really sure. Um, obviously, he wants to get on. He wants to be on this card to fight under on the Connor card because um, it's a big, big card with big a lot of eyeballs on you. But again, if 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 it was reversed, if Pettis was high and, and Ferrara was was the underdog. I go Ferrara, but since Pettis is the underdog, I'm going to go with him. I'm not confident in the pick. I do think I'm going to gamble it because I'm a gambling man. That's how you gamble. That's how you win money. You put your fucking nuts on the table and you go, this is how I'm going to win. Even though in, in my MMA brain, in my core, I do think Ferrara is a bad matchup for him. I think the pace, the striking, um, just overall aggression. I think Anthony is on his back foot way too much. I think the takedowns are going to be a problem uh, if Ferrara wants to get there and, um, but yeah, but uh, you know, it is what it is. Whatever. All right, next up, Claudia Gadela, who's 17 and 4. She is a minus 120 uh favorite. She's fighting Alexa Grasso, who's 11 and 3. She's a minus 110 underdog, slight underdog, but it's a pick 'em. Um, I lead the dance here. I'm gonna keep this short and sweet. I don't like this fight. I'm not a big Claudia Gadela fan. I think she's kind of boring. I think she's uh has a big name for whatever reason. I mean, she has a good record. She's a talented fighter. She's fought Joanna for the title and, and, and what have you. But I, I just, I don't understand the, the, the hype around her. Gross is a girl who I've doubted her pretty much entire UFC career. Uh, good striker, troublesome on the ground. Uh, a lot of people think Gadeel is going to take this fight to the ground and dominate, even though uh, I don't see that happening. I think Gross is going to be prepared for that. I think prepare for that. I think Grosso has the better hands. I think Gadeel is probably going to gas a little bit later in the fight. Grosso is going to turn it on. Could be a very close decision. But since Grosso is a slight underdog, I'm going to take Grosso here. Dev! I agree with everything you say about Claudia Gadelia. I just have never seen anything that has made me say, wow, she's, you know, she's one for me to follow. Um, you know, she did fight Ioana for the title. Um, and I believe in the past she said um, something about Jessica Andrade, how she shouldn't be allowed to fight in that division because she hits too hard. Right. If I, if I was, if I'm, am I right about her saying that? She said something about her. I, I, I can't remember something the exact quote. Line. Yeah, it was something like that. That she hits you or whatever. Well, then she doesn't want to fight uh, Wiley, but that's besides the point. Um, I, you know, I, I think Alexa is really good. I've doubted her in the past, just like you said. She's, she's also, you know, I feel like she's, she's coming up and Claudia has, you know, just kind of, she's plateaued. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. I think Grasso can be in trouble on the ground she gets on her back sometimes she doesn't get up and she'll you know she might finish the last two minutes of a round on her back if she can be controlled there um but you know she she's definitely got the better hand she's got the better power um and i i like alexa I, you know i've picked against her multiple times and and i'm not going to do that 
I'm gonna pick her for this one. And just because Claude just never, never really, you know, impressed me, and I want to watch the world burn. Right. Yeah. You want to watch your fans when you're the Joker, man. Yeah, Claudia. She's she's has this name recognition in this division. I just never really fully understood because I don't think she really puts on exciting fights. I mean, she fights high quality opponents and squeaks out victories. I mean, I was just looking at her record. I mean, she doesn't really have like any finishes on her record. Like she rear naked choked Calvina Kovevich and that was it. That's her only finish in the UFC. Not really sure why, you know, people are buzzing about her. And, you know, and when she was on, we were watching the embedded with my wife and she was in the back of the car uh, of one of the embeddeds. My wife goes, that's a girl. Like she's like, she thought she was a dude and she's never, you know, and she's like, that's a dude with long hair. She thought she looked like a guy. Uh, which is very funny. I don't think she looks like a guy. A lot of people think she looks like Hen and Burrell with hair, with long hair, but you know, that's, that's, that's another time. All right. Next up the big boys, Alexi Olenek, who looks like fucking Shrek. who was 57. That's right. 57, 13 and one. He's a plus one of five underdog. He's fighting Mo Maurice green, the crochet King eight and three. He is a minus minus one thirty-five favorite. Um, Devin, you lead the dance here, bud. Who you like in the big boys? You like Shrek or you like the Crochet King? Um, you know, Olenek is uh, he's just a really strange guy. He has a really weird, you know, just a really weird game plan. Um, he's coming off he's coming off some bad losses. Um, he's gotten kind of starched in his last two in his, you know, Walt Harris that yeah. You think he like tore his ACL and his MCL as he was getting knocked out. I think he blew up his fucking knee on that fight. Overeem, fucking, you know, just real bad. Um, but he has some good submission wins. Um, like he's he sub Mark Hunt. <laughs> Isn't that wild? Yeah, it's <laughs> like, crazy. He fucking sub. You know, he subbed out Mark Hunt. He subbed out, you know, Junior Albini. He does that weird that weird choke he loves to do. Ezekiel um, choke, yeah. But he's, you know, he's. He's 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 choked. He's fucking subbed out Travis Brown. You know what I mean? Like he's he's actually subbed out some some really really high quality fighters. Um, yeah. But I don't. I just don't know if it's. I think he's gonna get TKO'd again. Um. I think he's gonna get finished again. I just you know he's an older guy. He's. He's he's got a lot of miles on. You know he's got a lot of miles on him. Yeah. He's got a lot a lot of miles on him. He's got you know damn near like 70 fights you know what i mean that's a lot and then that's that's professional right like the suits from russia like what how many fights has he been in this whole lot i mean he gets a he gets in a fight walking to the store getting a carton of milk i mean the guys it's russia they fight everywhere you know and he's like he's probably been stabbed multiple times and stuff you know you don't you don't have a haircut like that if you haven't been stabbed let's just put it that way yeah like you know he's probably knows somebody in the mob like yeah. you know probably knows you know he's who knows you know this guy is just a crazy he's Russian guy but he's i think connected. maurice green he's oh for sure like he's <laughs> he's gonna be you know he's you could see you could walk into any any restaurant and see him sitting at a table in a back booth with some glasses on talking to some chinese guys yeah cutting some type of shady deal yeah you know <laughs> But, but um, you know, I think the crochet king is going to probably TKO him, man. Um, Maurice Green has impressed me, but he's never, you know, been a standout fighter to me. Um, good for good for him um, for being on the main card. Um, good for him for being on the main card. Good for him for getting a good name like Alexi because it's a favorable fight, I would say, for him. Um, 
Alexi does have some pretty impressive submissions, and he has that Ezekiel choke in his back pocket, you know, ready to roll at any time. Um, if the opportunity is there, he'll, he'll use it. Um, but I just think he can be hit. I think he's so slow, slow, so plotting. And I think Maurice just has enough power to just, you know, put it on him. He's a big dude. He's fucking 6'7". Like, yeah. he's going to have the reach. He's going to have, you know, he can he can put a jab in his face and then just and just counter him. And Alexi throws looping punches. He's just so unorthodox and, and, and not technical that I think, you know, I just think Maurice Green's going to TKO him. Yeah, uh, it's a tough fight. I'm going to pick Alexi Olenek. After I just made fun of him for 20 minutes. Listen, Maurice Green, he's good. And yeah, you're right. He's probably going to come out there and fucking TKO Alexi. Alexi doesn't know how, I mean, I don't think he's ever put his hands up. I mean, just throws a shot to take a shot. His chin isn't what it was. I mean, he's like, he, at this point, he's like 75 years old. Um, but, you know, Maurice Green has never impressed me. He's a big, tall guy. I think Lennox is probably going to try to get this fight to the ground. And I think if he does, I think it's going to be a world of hurt for Maurice Green, who's not awful i mean he has some triangle chokes off his back i just think with the pressure with everything i, I don't think he'll get an ezekiel choke i think maybe rear naked choke maybe some kind of arm triangle if olenic gets the fight to the ground but more than likely he's probably gonna get fucking tko in the first round uh marie screen's just gonna start throwing straight punches he's seven foot tall i mean that's what's just gonna happen but i'm gonna take a shot on Lennox for the points and uh, again i don't love this fight i don't really love the heavyweight fight that they put on here again it's just it's just card filler for me. This this should be like the first prelim, if you if you ask me. But all right, next up, co-main event, Holly Holm, who's twelve and five. She's a minus one forty favorite. She's fighting Raquel Pennington, who's ten and seven. She's a minus one twenty one ten. Uh, I had them two different things. Uh, underdog. I'm gonna keep this short and sweet. I don't like this fight either. Uh, weird kind of co-main event. I thought Pettis Ferrara was. They're putting this on there. They're really kind of pushing home. Um, this was Holly Holmes' first UFC fight was against Raquel Pennington. Lost or excuse me, won a split decision. Raquel thinks she's won. It's you know they were supposed to fight in Australia. Then Holm hurt herself, and there's kind of like this been building up. I've never been impressed with Raquel. She's not a finisher. She comes forward. She's very tough. She doesn't get finished, but she does have great boxing. Does have great wrestling. Does have great submission. She's just kind of a gamer. I think Holly's gonna dance around the cage. I think she's gonna piece her up and kind of do whatever she wants with her. I think it's gonna be kind of a lackluster decision because. Both these girls, I don't think, are going to get finished. And, uh, yeah, so I'm going to go Holly Holm. I'm going to keep it short and sweet. Holly Holm uh, by decision. Yeah, this is a fight I don't give a fuck about. Um, I don't know how long they're going to try to ride the Ronda Rousey knockout coattails um, for promoting Holly Holm because, you know, her last, like, legit win was against Megan Anderson, um, which has not panned out to be who they thought she was going to be. Um, and... I, you know, Raquel Pennington's never impressed me either. They don't, I don't like to say negative things about the fighters, but in, in this case, I, I just don't think that these two women have to, I don't think that they should be co-main eventing this. You know what I mean? Right. Like, there's just, like you said, Pettis should be the, co, the co-main event. Also. I'd even take you know? Andre Philly, Sadiq Yusuf. I think that would be a good co-main event. Yeah, no, for, there's just, you know, or even, you know, they love Macy Barber. They could have right. shoved her ass in there. Right, exactly, you know I mean? yeah. Like, it's just, it's just doesn't, you know, like, it, it's, it doesn't make sense to me. This should be on ESPN. This should be the main event on ESPN, you know, the, the main, instead of Macy Barber. Right, and maybe right. Macy should have opened this card, and then maybe Pettis should be co-main event. You know right. what I mean? It, right, like, it's just fucking piss poor, Matt. Piss it's a weird. Poor fight it's a weird. I, I'm not. I'm sure they have the reasons. I don't understand it. 
and they can explain it to me and I still won't understand it. So, you know, it's it's a weird I don't like the matchup, I don't like the placement. It's trash. So this is what you get with the ESPN deal, man. That's yeah. what it is. This yeah, is yeah, all, ESPN is done. Hey, put the chicks co-main event right before Connor. Maybe they want like everyone, yeah. like, because if they put in like Pettis and Ferrar, which is gonna be a good fight. Maybe they're like, well, I don't want that to take away from the main event. So let's put in this fucking snooze fest. That way, even if Connor and, and, and Cowboy isn't electric, which I don't know how it won't be, uh, at least it's better than the snooze fest right before it. I think you're 100% right on that. I think that they know that this card is is not for a Cowboy. Because Cowboy is a big fucking name too, man. Yeah, um, huge. For, for Cowboy, you know, like for this to be a main event on this card and – yeah, this if it, if it was up to me, I have very different fight placement on this card. It's kind of you know, it's almost pathetic, but you know whatever. Um, I don't even. That's kind of how I feel about the Holly Holm and Raquel Pennington fight because if, if whoever wins this fight gets another gets a title shot against Amanda Nunes, apparently gets to fight her again. Right. Um, which is a fight that nobody would probably want to see either. No. So um, you know I I think you're right though. I think um Holly Holm is just you know going to use her movement if she can you know. Raquel Pennington's going to push forward. If she can cut the right angle, there's going to be shots open for her. Um, Pennington will will take one to give one, and she might be the harder puncher over Holly, but Holly's probably the more technical striker. She's got good head kicks. Um, Holly can grapple. She can probably out-grapple Raquel Pennington, or at least, you know, edge her in that to where... I just think Holly's a little bit better at at everything than Raquel Pennington is. Um, Pennington may be a little more tough, but, you know, Pennington gave up against Nunes. She was taking a whooping. But she gave up against Nunez. Um, I'm going to pick Holly Holm, but, you know, I don't give a shit. Yeah. You know, they can both lose by double knockout. I don't care. Right. It's, <laughs> not, a, it's not a great fight. All right. Here we go. Real time. Real main event. The only fight, I mean, there's three or four fights in this card that's worth a damn. This one, everyone cares about. Conor McGregor, 21 and four, minus 335 favorite versus, Con- or excuse me, Donald Cowboy Cerrone, 36 and 13. He's a plus 255 underdog. I know you have distaste for Connor. You named him as the guy you hate. Cowboy, a lot of people, casuals, even sharks, people around me love Cowboy. They love him at this number. I, I've seen worse underdog bets in my life. Devin Tejada, who do you like in the main event? You know, I really wish Cowboy wasn't coming off that Gaethje knockout because I bet a lot of people would be picking different if he would have never got knocked out by Gagey. If he just never took that Gagey fight, he was right. going from the Ferguson fight into this fight with McGregor. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot more people that are picking Cowboy um, would probably be more confident in their pick with Cowboy. Um, you know, and this is a weird fight for me to pick. I don't, I don't love the betting line because like, you know, if, if you just presented these two without, with the skill set, and the fight record, but not the name. I don't think the line would be where it would be. I think it'd be a little bit closer. Um, because Cowboy has, you know, Cowboy's got a bigger toolbox and more tools in his box. But the one thing that McGregor does well, he does really, really well. And that is where Cowboy, you know, Cowboy just doesn't have a lot of head movement. His footwork is kind of weird. Um, he has really sneaky kicks, really, really good kicks. Um if he does what he should do, he sh- he has the skills to win this fight because he can at 170. I don't know if you you know have watched back his 170 fights. He does a lot of grappling at 170 pounds, and if he comes and does that against McGregor, 
Um, he could, he, he could, you know, he might not be as, as controlling as Khabib as far as a grappler, but he's probably more of a dangerous submission artist than Khabib is. Um, and I think in scrambles, he could catch Conor McGregor on the ground. Um, but he said he's not going to do that. He said he's going to strike with McGregor and he could just be fucking around and he could, you know, strike with and then and then throw a blast double. And that's what he should do against McGregor. He should grapple McGregor. He should mix everything up. He should try to grapple McGregor, get get McGregor tired, get him to put his hands down and then fire that switch kick with the front leg that he throws. Um, and he, he could hurt McGregor. When McGregor gets gassed, he, he fights with his mouth open. He drops his hands. Um, he And McGregor can be hit. Um, at 170, I don't know if I love McGregor at 170. He says he wants to fight Usman. I don't... If he wants to have a career, I don't think he should do that. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I, I'm going to pick McGregor. I want Cowboy to win, though, because... It's fucking cowboy. I really, really like cowboy, and I, you know, it's not that he's ever impressed me crazy as fighter, um, but he, it's just he's just cowboy. I really, I always pull for the guy. Um, I, he, he just loves to fight. He said he's gonna strike with McGregor, and that's not that's why I'm not gonna pick him. If he said that, I'm gonna use my well-rounded mixed martial arts skills to win this fight, and I'm gonna do whatever it takes to win this fight. If that's what he said in the media, I would be picking cowboy, but that's not where his head's at. He wants to strike with. McGregor, and if he's going to strike with McGregor, can't pick him. Right. So I'm going to pick McGregor. Yeah, this fight's interesting. Like I, I like Cowboy. Cowboy's never been like one of my guys, but I think if any, this is a really good fight for Connor and Cowboy to come back to. Like Cowboy deserves a payday. Connor needs a guy that's going to stand up with him. Like Cowboy might shoot, might maybe take him to the ground, which I think would be interesting to kind of see Connor off his back a little bit, maybe defending submissions because Cowboy's definitely more looking for submissions as to Khabib who's looking for control. So it'd be interesting to see that, you know, as as uh, Connor goes forward. Um, I didn't like the fight at 170. I know they've kind of reasoned it as well. Connor didn't want to cut weight, so he can maybe jump in there in in April with the with the Tony and Khabib if they fall out. Which I get. I don't know how true that is, but I get. Um, never really loved Connor at 170 uh, either. It was a weird call out with Usman because Usman's one of my guys, and Usman would too big, too strong, too you know the worst matchup for Connor. However, this fight I keep looking back. You know, like uh, Connor hasn't won a fight in the UFC since 2016. I know he took the Floyd fight, then he took a year off, then he fought Khabib, then he took another year off. Um, ring rust is kind of real, right? I, I think, uh, you know, Connor's going to go in there and maybe fill him out a little bit in that first round. I think it's going to look like a lot of like the Nate Diaz first round. The second fight, he's going to go out. He's going to really pace himself. I look back on the Leon Edwards fight that Cowboy had at 170. Uh, Leon, again, another Southpaw who doesn't hit maybe as hard as Connor, but, uh, and, and has different stance than Connor, but is a Southpaw and he gave Cowboy all kinds of fits. He hit Cowboy a lot with that left hand. And uh, really chew Cowboy up to the body um, and really want to dominate decision, right? And, and even grappled with Cowboy a little bit as well. Um, I see Connor being very more confident. I watched the press comments right before we got on here. He's He didn't talk shit to Cowboy. He, he seems confident. He seems respectful, which is kind of a different approach, which I like. Um, I do like to trash talk. I do like to shit talk, but I also like that. You know, it's like, what does he get said to Cowboy? Cowboy fights 20 times a year. I mean, you know what I mean? There's, there's not bad blood really between them. You don't have to build that fake bad blood. Um, I just think Connor's, I mean, everyone knows I'm picking Connor, right? So I'm just trying to break down the fight at this point. I just think Connor's going to come out a little patient, 
right? And a buddy of mine who is 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 I would call him a casual. He says, "Well, Connor's never dealt with head kicks, which is true. Connor's really never fought anybody who throws head kicks like Cowboy. Max Holloway back in the day th- threw some head kicks and still does, but not as much as like Cowboy does. But his last two times out, Cowboy fought guys that pressured him. He fought Tony Ferguson. He fought uh, Justin Gaethje. He didn't really land any high kicks on either of those. He landed one on Tony." But Tony's just a fucking robot, and, and Connor's a guy that comes forward, kind of takes away the head kick when you come forward. I, ju- I want to see a Connor that comes out. He's methodical. I would like to maybe see this go a little bit to see how his gas tank is because that's my biggest concern is 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 how his gas is holding up, how's, how's his cardio because that's kind of a, a been a big knock on him the past few times is, is he training this hard since he's got you know $100 million in the bank? Who knows? But um. Obviously, I'm picking Connor. I'm going to pick probably, I know a lot of the picks right now, it, it, there's a crazy line right there that's uh, over under one and a half. I'm going to take the over. I don't think it's going to end early. I think Connor's going to be patient, and I think he, it's going to go a little later, and I think he might catch Sony a little later. However, I do think if it goes later, it's going to benefit Cowboy as well. It's going to make me more nervous because I think Cowboy, I mean, we've never seen the guy get tired, right? But I do think later on the fight, first round, Second round, maybe later in the second round, I think Connor's going to catch him. So obviously, I'm going Connor. Okay, so Devin, let's do our locks of the night. You go. You got to give me a favorite. Your lock of the night, no matter who it is, and then underdog lock of the night. I'll do the same, and then we'll do at the end. We'll end with uh, who you think should be promoted, or what we what we talked about. Who do you think after that night, if they have a big win, should get should get a little bump in 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 uh, promotion? So first off, give me your lock of the night. So um, my lock, my my all out lock of the night. Um, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to, it's hard for me to, it's hard for me to pick. Um, you know, I really don't, I really don't. I'm not too confident with a lot of of my underdog picks or my. Or my I just, <clears throat> I'm confident with my picks, but I don't know who's. You want me to go it. first? Um, you want me to go my locks first? I'll, I'll give you my. I'll, okay. I'll give you my. Um, uh, my underdog block of the night, I'm going to go with uh, Alexi Grosso for my underdog block. Okay. And then that's my that's going to be my underdog block of the night. And then my overall block of the night. Um, shoot. You know what? It's hard. I'm thinking that – I'm thinking probably it's going to have to be uh, Nasrat Hopgrass. Okay. I think I'm going right. I think that's going to be my my overall lock my overall night. lock. And do uh him and Macy. Do you think do you think Grasso will finish or no? Um No. No finish. Okay. That would be awesome if she did. And then uh do you think Nasra will finish? Extra point if you think he'll finish. Um yeah, I think actually he will. I okay. think he can put it together and, and make him really get him in trouble. Okay. Good. Okay, so my underdog lock of the night is going to be Tim Elliott. Tim Elliott, no, no finish. Tim Elliott will win a close decision. And then my absolute lock of the night, I mean, Macy Barber. No, no, I'm just kidding. That would be too fucking easy. My overall lock of the night is going to be, actually, I'm going to go Ohio born and bred. I'm going to go Kamar, which I'm a little actually nervous about that, and I do think he'll finish Ledette. Um, He does have power and stuff, and I think Ledette maybe got a little shaken up a little bit. Uh, I'm a little nervous about it, but I'm going to let it ride. I, I'm going to stay away from uh, Sadiq 
because I, I don't want to jinx them, and then I'm going to stay away from Connor because I don't want to jinx him either. So I'm going to go Kamur, Ohio guy, do it for Ohio. Okay, so we talked about this going on air. We want to talk about me. You suggested we do two things. We do a person that maybe should be cut and a person after the event if they lose, of course, and the person if they win who should get promoted. I necessarily don't think there should be anybody uh, there, there. I don't necessarily think every card there is somebody that needs to be cut. Um, however, I do think there should be somebody cut on this card. And then I do think that if someone wins, they need to be promoted uh, accordingly. So do you want me to go first? Or do you want to go second, Deb? Um, you can go first. I'd okay. like to hear what you have to say. Okay. So the person who I think is going to get cut is Justin Ledet, right? Uh, if he loses to a, a guy making his UFC debut, and if he loses by knockout, which is I'm pr- which I'm predicting, um, I think it's time to maybe cut the cord on that. I know light heavyweights very thin; they like keeping those light heavyweights around. But we talked about it. There's no one at 205 he can beat, right? It, it doesn't make any sense to keep him around. Maybe just as a body, so someone can get a nice little knockout, like Walker did, or or like Kamar might uh, might be able to do Saturday night. Maybe that's the only reason to keep him around, just as a fucking punching bag. But he's not USC caliber. He doesn't fight all that often. Maybe it's time to cut the cord on that. And the guy, actually, this is going to be surprising. The guy who I think if he should win, should get promoted is Andre Feely, right? So I'm Sadiq Yuf is my guy. He hasn't been around the UFC that long. This is his third or fourth fight. Um, I think they're they're bringing him along just right. Andre Feely has fought everybody. And he's on a nice little win streak here. He's lost some really close decisions in the past. Um, that he could come back from. He's a good-looking kid. He's covered in tattoos. He's well-spoken. He trains out of a good camp. Used to bang Paige Van Sant, so that's got a nice little feather in his cap there. So he's a guy that if he wins, he beats this up-and-coming guy, this beast in Sadiq. I really think they should put some money into him, promote him up, and be like, we got a new guy at 145. Max Holloway just said that was his toughest fight to date was was Andre Feely. Um so I, you know, it's a guy that flies on the radar, and I've doubted him his whole career so far. And, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna maybe back him a little bit. Is maybe like you, the organization maybe needs to promote this guy up. I mean, made. I don't think I don't know if he's ever main evented, but if he beats Sadiq, definitely main event him next uh, at 145. So uh, yeah, so that's it. So Dev, who do you got, bud? You know, I, I agree with you with Lizette, man. Um, he he just uh, you know he. I don't like to say he doesn't deserve it, but you know, he doesn't deserve it, man. He's, he's just hasn't put it together. You know, if he comes in and wins by a flashy knockout and, and shuts down, you know, one of these guys off the contender series, that would be the best thing for his career. He has to do that to, to stay around. Um, he, he should, if he doesn't win this fight, you know, he should go off to, uh, he should go fight in the PFL, man. Sure. You know, like, sure. They need, they need talent. Go fight in the PFL. Yeah. Go find the PFL. If he if he doesn't win, you know he's got a good shot. He can make a buck in there. He, he shouldn't go to Bellator. He should go to PFL. If he doesn't, if he gets cut, he should go right into PFL. Um, and I I think that if he if he loses, he should be cut. Um, another person that I think you know could is on the is could be on the fringes of that as well is you know as, as hard as it for me to say is maybe even Brian Kelleher. Like he's just yeah. not every not what everyone's you know mm-hmm. as as made him to be. Right. Um, and, and Pettis can fall along those lines too. Maybe not get cut, but if he loses this fight, um, it's not, it's not a good fight for, for Pettis's career. I, you're a hundred percent right. It's, it's poor management. He shouldn't be coming off of Nate Diaz wonder boy and going down and, and being a, cause he could be a stepping stone. This could be a big stepping stone, you know, for Ferreira. And I, I don't think Pettis should be taking this fight. His brother just went to Bellator. So I wouldn't say cut, but I think he may go on to, you know, other places. 
Right. And then who who they should promote is definitely if Feely wins, they get, like you know I'm I'm gonna agree with you 100. They're already promoting Macy Barber. If Macy Barber wins like, with a highlight with a highlight you know real win, they're gonna promote Macy. But one guy that they're not promoting that they should is Feely. Mm-hmm. He's he's you know he 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 fights under Uriah favor. He fights from a pretty good camp. He he's you know he's he's boys with no love. Like he's got you know he's got the right people around him to make to make a star. He's fought everybody in the division. 145 is, is is definitely up and coming. He's and he's he's you know he's got the look. He's got a he's got a tattoo of your eye favor. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, but he's you know he's got he's you know he's just got everything to, to to be promoted. And if he wins and if he wins by impressive fashion, people people that you know people like me and you are going to say, wow, you know this kid really this kid really deserves to be here. And that's why I'm picking him. I think that they should promote him. I hope he wins. And I, I really you know. I, I, I hope they promote him after if he does. Absolutely. All right. Well, this has been fun, bud. I can't wait for the fights. Thank you for hopping on as always. And uh, we'll talk to you next week. And maybe we'll uh, we'll crank out that other show we want to do next week. Oh, yeah, man. Let's see, what, let's see what happens with this card. Hopefully they give us some good material and some good content oh, I'm sure. to discuss. And, I'm sure. You know, yeah, for sure. Let's get some It's Scott McGregor. There's going to be something to talk about. Right. Absolutely. going to be something. He's a, he's a, you know, he, let's just hope it's go ahead. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. What were you going to say? No, I just hope it doesn't end like, you know, the first Jeremy Stevens Jair fight with like a four second right. eye poke. Or yeah. If it, it, I'll, it. I'll cry. It's been like, it feels like it's been two months since there's been an MMA event or UFC event. And if it, if the main event, which is, this is only basically people are spending the money for the Connor fight. Um, if it ends in some kind of freak accident, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to just walk right into the Ohio river. So that's what I'm going to do. All right, Devin, it's good to, good to see you. I got to get to bed, buddy. And uh, I'll talk to you this weekend. Okay. Yeah, man. Thanks. Thanks for having me on. Let's, let's see what happens. All right. I'll see you, bud. Take care. So that was Devin Tejada. We first pick first card of the new year. UFC 246. It's late boys. I got, I got a 5 a.m. Wake up call. It's 1030. What? I'm an old man. I got to go. Enjoy the fights this weekend. We'll recap next week. Uh, Hopefully you listen to us. Hopefully you make money. Um, Follow us on MMA Takes Podcast on Instagram. Follow us on MMA Takes on Twitter. That's it. Okay, see you, boys. Escort this gentleman to the door. Do you see that shit? Who is that guy? He's good. He's real good. The name is Dollar.